All right, Warriors, it's been a little while. Uh, my name is Rob Wong. And what's going on, everyone? I'm Scott Pagliaccio. Great to be back in studio live recording with you. Good to see your face, Rob. And good to know that all of these beautiful Warriors are out there joining us as well. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah, we love that you're here. And today we're going to be talking about what to do when you know you've fucked up. Like you made a mistake, you're out of integrity, um, and now you're feeling it in your body. Like it feels awful. You might not even want to talk with anyone. You want to isolate, hide in your shame. Um, and this this entire conversation is going to be about how do I recover from this in a powerful way? How do I set this behind me in a permanent way? How do I use this to make myself better? Um, so I think... I think we can all start off by like, hey, every one of us has made at least one mistake, one thing in the past where like you might not even believe in right or wrong, but like, you know, what you did was like, this is so out of character for me. This is so outside of like who I know myself to be that like now we carry it around with us as a form of regret. I know I certainly have that. Um, I think for me, and, and I'd be interested if any example comes up for you, man, but for me, like. I remember as a kid, I had this autoimmune disorder. So I was on steroids to deal with that autoimmune disorder. Basically, it's like fake testosterone. And that testosterone lowers your immune system response. Otherwise, my immune system was attacking my blood vessels. I was in the hospital probably like oh, four wow. months out of the year. But I had this thing where like a friend of mine was like, kind of just playing around like he was passing out math assignments or something like that and he didn't give one to me and I fucking snapped I flipped man mm. um and I heard him I almost broke his thumb and that was something I didn't let go of for many 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 years um I, I apologized to the guy like probably like five or six times like it, like year after year after year the guilt never left me and so I guess we're just kind of opening up the conversation here. Like, how do we begin to address a situation like that where it feels like everything went wrong? We might not ever be able to recover. Uh, but yeah, any thoughts so far, man? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm curious to know how you did, you know, first is like what, how did you, you know, get over it? Or, you know, how did you, you said you apologized. I know that it said, you said you carried it for a very long time. So I'm curious to know like what the process was through over time. How did you release that? I don't know if I'm going to guess guilt or, you know, uh, whatever it was that you experienced. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that I probably approached this in like a less than optimal way. Um, in that like, well, clearly I carried the guilt around with me for years. It was probably probably like 12 or 14 years afterwards that wow. it finally like diminished. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's kind of the first warning though. I think in my opinion, um, if you don't deal with it, you have the potential to carry around this regret with you for the rest of your life and it will shape how you show up. And for me, it made me very, very wary of anger, which is not a bad thing. Like I don't want to be out in bars punching people in the throat, right? Like it's just, <laughs> It's not yeah, no. diplomatic. <laughs> right, right, right. That's one way of dealing with shit, but only to bring more, you know, um, regret and, uh, you know, anger into your life by behaving that way, I would imagine. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
I was feeling anger, but I'd pushed it down so hard. My friends, like the women that I was dating, they'd all see that I was pissed off. I'd be fear, like I'd be fuming, just like a seething cauldron of piss off. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I couldn't admit to myself. I couldn't even see when I was being angry because I had rejected that behavior so hard. Um, and it, it kind of had me like push away other emotions too. Like any emotion after that point just felt like it was a dangerous thing. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of the first thing to look for, you know, it's important to make amends in my opinion, like you do, do everything that you can to set, set it right. Um, but if you notice, if you look back at a certain point, you've like, I've done everything that I could to, to rectify the situation. Part of it is learning when to set it aside. Um, it rather than continue to beat yourself up. And the other piece of it is. Hey, have I pendulum swung too far in the other direction to try to compensate? So uh, I made a mistake and now I'm going to do the opposite for the rest of my life. And that's usually not healthy either. It's like mm. being on the freeway. Oh, shoot. Uh, I almost got into an accident because I was going too fast forward. And the way that our brains work is like, okay, rather, you know, instead of that, I'm going to reverse and, and it's like, <laughs> no, you're going to get murdered faster. Right. You gotta, <laughs> just, yeah, it's a smaller calibration than we usually think that's required. Yeah. I love that, man. Thanks for like sharing that. And for me, the most recent, you know, something happened recently for me where it was a, you know, it's pretty, pretty, um, it felt really monumental, like a big thing, a big mistake. And uh, the first thing I did was to own it with you. You're the first person I reached out to knowing that I had a safe space where I wouldn't be judged, which is super helpful, I think, uh, for the listener to have somebody, no matter how bad you fuck up, you have someone to go to that you can release, that, that's, that's willing to have your back because you can't just, I mean, I wouldn't just dump this on anybody. You know, I, I wouldn't just throw up my shit on somebody to get relief. I know that you and I have this agreement that if something goes awry in our lives that we can come, I can come to you, you can come to me, we can, we can just spill the beans. And at first I felt so much shame, so much regret. Uh, I could feel myself slipping into like, you know, a shame spiral, which ends up in like all kinds of destructive behavior, not drugs and alcohol or anything like that for me anymore, but probably could have been pornography, uh, could have been like scrolling on Instagram mindlessly for hours and days while staying in bed with that covers over my head with the lights off and not going outside. And so the first thing that I did was come to you and then there's some other really close people in my life. Um, I, I went to them and just owned it immediately and just said, Hey, you know, I, I am a way out of integrity with, with something. And this is not the man that I want to be. And I think my action step here is to own it with you, 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 and you, and I'm open to feedback and open to um, reflection and open to, 
whatever it is that you can offer. And that was super helpful, man. That was the first step was like, instead of running away and avoiding, I ran towards like, I'm just going to run towards this and, and I'm going to re I'm going to get, I'm going to take ownership for my behavior fully take radical responsibility for the way I showed up. And then from there, let's move forward. Um, I th okay. I think, I think that this is so important. I'm glad you brought it up because I probably wouldn't have remembered that this is a, this is a huge piece, but like, there is something to that. Like when you've made a mistake, and you know you've made a mistake. It's really easy to try to hide out because it's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a shitty person. I and that's the thought, right? It's not true, but right. the thought in the head is like, I'm a shitty person. I gotta hide this. I gotta protect this so no one finds out. And I, what happens in the body, like any time that we're trying to compress down an emotion, any time that we're trying to like keep something to ourselves away from other people so they don't find out about us. Um, there's this phenomenon for you listening right now, this is how it works, where your body will create physical tension to try to keep it under wraps. Like if you're holding in a fart, right? Like after a while, <laughs> you, gotta, you get tense. Yeah. And if you hold any kind of tension for long enough, it starts to hurt. And so you have emotional and physical pain. And that's the reason why there's so much suffering when we carry around guilt or shame the most direct thing you can do is just crank that release valve. You let someone know. Mm. And that way you can begin to let go of this thing. It's, it's, a, it's a whole identity. And I'm, I'm so familiar with that, Scott, because I had mm. that for a, a good chunk of my life. It's like, man, I'm like just this fucking asshole. Yep. Uh, and I think the danger with all of that is like, if you don't do as Scott did here, it means you get to carry around that identity for longer, right? And that can be kind of a dangerous thing when we start to treat ourselves like we're the enemy, like we deserve less. Mm -hmm. That also limits our ability to make amends and change to become better people. Right. So yeah, I think that ownership piece is huge. But like, I, I also think that in these situations, like if you're listening right now, you're probably like, oh, that sounds fucking hard. How would I even begin to have that conversation? And that's a question that I'm wondering right now, man. Like, how do you begin? How do you structure that? you know, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, what comes to mind is like, I think what seems to be the hard thing in the moment is actually the easier thing. Ultimately, like running towards ownership feels so scary. Like I'm going to be judged. People are going to look at me like I'm a bad, but it's actually the release valve. And so I noticed as I, and then I went to the gym, like I took, I continued to take really good care of myself and take ownership for my behavior and just put it out there, like not keep it in. And I think if you keep it in, you think like, oh, that's the move. I'm not going to tell anybody. Nobody will know. Well, that's creating dis-ease in the body. And so the release valve to create less disease is to go to the do all continue wake up and meditate continue to do your morning routine meditate I, I even started more practices than i had prior to this 
which were things that I've thought about doing and never did. Like this actually turned out to be the catalyst for me to step more fully into integrity in my entire life, man. And then things started to unfold. So I'm like, that's rewired my brain. Like, oh man, I actually got up and I meditated and journaled. I never journaled before. Uh, I actually went to the gym and went harder than I'd gone in, in weeks. Um, I, owning this with you and being so vulnerable and with some other people really was empowering. And so the, what seemed to be the hard thing was actually the easier thing. The hard thing running towards was the easier thing. Running away is the harder thing. Not taking ownership, not continuing to take good care of myself, not continuing to do the, 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 uh, you know, the, the good practices that I had in place, man. So staying in integrity in, in those areas, not turning to porn, not turning to, you know, drugs or alcohol, which is not on the table for me anymore. But I'm saying for the listener out there, maybe that's something that someone might do turn towards a be, you know, uh, an addictive behavior, like to numb, numb it out. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, so I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can summarize this like down to a few points uh, for you listening right now. And, and let me know, Scott, if this lines up with what you're saying, sure. I hear a couple of things. So the first one is, hey, don't numb out. Um, don't distract yourself. Don't like go into like porn or sugar or alcohol, like anything that you use right now to distance yourself from the situation. Don't do that. Second thing that I'm hearing is, hey, you still got to take care of yourself. You have a practice that allows you to feel good every day. If you drop that, you're going to feel worse. You got to keep that shit up. Um, and to corroborate that, I see you nodding along. So I think, yeah, 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 track. for sure, man. Like, I, as you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, man, like it, it, as I'm listening to you say it back to me, I'm like, yes, this makes the most sense. And what I would do in the past was the complete opposite, not take good care of myself, not meditate, not go to the gym, not do any of those things because I was spiraling in this, these feelings of shame. And I would do all those other things to numb from my experience. But instead I felt everything. I felt the shame. I felt the disgust. I felt, and I didn't go into story about it. And I think I didn't because I continued to do best practices. Like I'm, I, I can't, if I'm making up a story and I'm jerking off the, and watching porn, of course, I'm going to feel worse. And that's co corrobor corroborating the story that I'm a piece of shit. Cause I'm not doing what I would typically do to take good care of myself. So yeah, Rob, just like listening to you reflect it back is like, Oh, makes perfect sense that if you go in the other direction, you're going to feel more like shit and the story is going to be corroborated. Yeah, actually, you saying this is bringing up an aspect that I've seen in myself. So if you're going through your own like, ah, I fucked up moment. Uh, one of the things you may notice is that you start punishing yourself. And this might be conscious or unconscious. You might start doing things that you think that you deserve to you. So like just treating yourself poorly, not allowing yourself to get enough sleep. Like, oh, well, I don't deserve this. You might not, you'll probably stop talking to people at a certain point as well because of the shame. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just important to notice those behaviors. Like, man, am I just like beating myself up because I feel so bad? Um, I also want to add, I think like the behaviors that you were talking about, Scott, with, hey, I'm still going to go to the gym. Hey, I'm still going to meditate. Those things are great because essentially what your body is going through right now 
is it's in fight or flight. Like it actively feels like it's in danger. Like I'm going to get kicked out of the village. You know, I'm going to have to fight some bears or lions. There's that <laughs> sense of like, oh fuck, like something bad is going to happen. But that also affects our decision making. And I think when we have high stakes stuff that requires us to be calm, cool, and collected, like for instance, in investing, if I'm in that heightened state of danger, I'm going to lose a fuck ton of money. So in the meantime, keeping the ship afloat, bailing out the water that's there by meditating is important. But I think I also want to come to like the more direct part of like, hey, now that I'm taking care of the foundation, the baseline, I need, I need to actually touch that release valve. I need to talk with someone about this. And you mentioned a couple of things here, uh, one of which was I'm going to find someone that's safe, that I trust. I'm not going to tell everyone, but I am going to start by branching out to my network, my inner circle. And the second piece I'm hearing is there's ownership. I'm not going to be the victim. I'm going to be responsible for my choice. And I'm also going to be vulnerable about what actually happened. But like, oh, oh, I think here's the other thing. Like when Scott reached out to me for this sharing, it was like, it was a request. It wasn't just like him jumping into just garbage dumping stuff on me. <laughs> it was like, hey man, I got I got something I need to share with you. Is, is that okay? Like there's something yeah. on my chest right now. Um, and, and having that buy-in is just an important part it's easy to lose friends if all you're doing is like every message that you send to them is like panicked and freaking out and 10 paragraphs long make sure that they're on board with this before you start because sometimes people have their own stuff they're dealing with and just getting that simple yes or no in the beginning is helpful yep i couldn't agree with you more like i i did that with a you know not only with you but a couple of other people and i think it's imperative like because i i know that i don't like when people just like lambaste me with like it's like i'm like oh no warning like this holy shit man like you said <laughs> most most people like most people in the you know in the world are dealing with some kind of something man and so giving them a heads up so they can say hey i've got space for this now i don't have space for this now let's check in like tomorrow i think it's super important man that you're just not like hey let I just need to offload this on you so I can have some relief. I don't give a fuck, you know, like, um, surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Like the fucking, yeah. Like you're jumping out of someone's closet and scaring the shit out of them right before they go to bed or whatever it is. I don't think that that's cool. Like at all. Um, for sure. Like in, uh, yeah, I think it's just, you know, doing it in a more conscious way. Like, Hey man, I, I am in pain over here. I need your help. Let me know when you have time. I'd like to share something really hard. And it kind of helps the other person kind of soften and prepare to receive this information rather than punching them, like you said, punching them in the throat or stabbing them in the neck with a fork about it. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very few people sign up for that kind of deal. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There's this thing where like, if I'm sharing something devastating or heavy with someone, I have to recognize that when I'm doing that, I'm putting them in a similar state as me. They're not going to feel the exact same thing, but they're going to get like some shade of that experience. 
Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Like, I think all of us want to be there for people. It's like yeah. an act of generosity and kindness to be the trusted individual that someone turns to. But it's also just something to be aware of. Uh, but you, you looked like you had just something you wanted to say too. Yeah, man. Like, I, I wanted, I'm just reflecting back on one of the people that I shared this with. And is is challenging and difficult as it was for me owning this with my friend. She then said, Hey, it's okay. I see you. And I'd like to share something with you now that I have been holding in. So me leading with this vulnerability then gave her the opportunity to come back and say, I'm sitting with some deep shit that I feel awful about. And then she shared it with me. And it was like, I saw that it isn't just one way. Things aren't just bad. You know, they're, there's some good that comes out of this too. So I would have not reached out to this person with this, you know, potentially with this information had it not happened, but in doing so, she was then able to say, I'm carrying some really heavy shit right now too. And I, this is what's going on for me. And I was able to hold space for her, listen to what was going on. And she also got some relief. So I looked at that too, which also helped me like let go like, okay, yes, this sucks. I behaved in a way that I'm not um, real happy about or, you know, as out of integrity with who I say that I am. And in some way, it was of service to this friend of mine as well. Uh, I don't know if that makes, I mean, it made sense to me in the moment. And I just wanted to share that with you. So I, I didn't, it helped me to see how things are not just one way. You know what I mean? They're not just bad. Like something good just came out of me being out of integrity. So it's like, wow, like I would have wished it. She, I would have wished it would have been in some other way where I didn't behave in a way that I was out of integrity, that she was able to share her um, hardship. You know, maybe if it was just a friendly call, Hey, what's going on? And then her being able to say, hey, I'm going through this. But fortunately, this is the way it unfolded. So I'm seeing how something good came from what, quote unquote, was something bad that happened. Uh, or, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. Like when we are vulnerable with others, it gives them room to be less than perfect as well around us. And that's usually a gift. And I, I think... In, in hearing you speak, I'm also remembering like, damn, actually there's there's one more piece and it's the most important piece out of all of this. So Warriors, if you're listening right now, uh, come in a little closer because this, is, this mm. is kind of the thing. All of this is like, this is all prep work, right? This is laying the foundation. And the most important thing to get this resolved is you need to talk to the person that you feel like you wronged, right? You got to have that yes. conversation. Yep. And the thing about all of this is um, there is, of course, the apology and the apology helps. Owning your peace helps. Mm. But if you really want to help this person, it also means you ask this question. It's what was that experience like for you? Yeah. And you listen until they're complete. You ask them questions and you understand. And this can be tricky sometimes because it can, you can get kind of reactive. If someone is telling me that it felt like, um, oh man, what's a good example of this? 
like they felt hurt, like they were mm. being attacked, right? Yeah. And like, um, felt like their, like their will was being taken away. It reminded them of when they got beat by their dad or something like mm. that. It, when it gets intense like that, it can be easy to take that as them blaming, like, hey, you, it's like what you did was the same as what happened to me in the past. Yeah. And it's really important in that moment. Like, this is why you do that foundation work. This is why you meditate. This is why you continue to go to the gym, still get enough sleep. Because you want to have the resilience necessary to hear them in this and not fly off the handle and repeat your mistake. You want to be able to hear them until they're complete. So they're going to come at you with their full reaction. And you mm. want to be prepared for that by filling up your own cup. Mm. Be ready for that. But this all sounds horrible i know so i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to add some emphasis here that will help you're going to listen and that's all they need actually and by the end of this by the time you finish listening to them their reaction will have dissipated and they probably won't even feel the same way towards you at the end if you have listened without reacting if you've held them in compassion really gotten mm. their experience the entire time what this leaves room for is a new relationship with this person you will be yeah. closer than ever before because you've provided them with something that they probably haven't gotten very much of in their life, maybe once or twice. You are with them through their pain and you don't freak out on them, right? And so this is, there's something that happens in I think a lot of male friendships where we have like, literally one of my best friends is from high school. We got into a fight over an umbrella. Like we came to blows over it oh, and then shit. afterwards, yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> so yeah, stupid. fuck it. Like, I can't think of anything important that would be worth fighting over an umbrella. Like, I can't. But It, it was like a knows? $7 umbrella, dude. It was yeah. stupid. But afterwards... In the moment, it felt important, though, right? Yeah, it felt incredibly <laughs> so justified <laughs> in the moment. Yeah, for sure. But afterwards, we we became friends. It was like, hey, it was like you want to do that again, bro? It was like, no, not really. Okay, and then we just started hanging out. It's like it's like no, I don't want to get punched again. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> but it was yeah. that. It was it, even that basic act of like coming back together, having a conversation about it, like resolving some of the pent up tension there, was was enough for like a very strong relationship to emerge. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's kind of what you're doing. This person might not be ready for that immediately, but you are clearing the way for something new to be built. And I think this is the most important part because if you do not get back in touch with this person and have mm. a conversation, or if you don't at least try, there's a part of you that will regret this for the rest of your life. You'll look back and be like, man, I really shouldn't like, mm. yeah. So th this is probably the most important piece of getting complete, I think. Uh, Rob, uh, thank you for saying this because I, I'm thinking about the experience and I'll even go a, a little bit deeper into, you know, this, I, I wanted to run away. I, I started to ghost this, this person. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit and say that we had a really good foundation to start with. There was a lot of agreements in place and, you know, there was a lot of context set. So, um, we laid some groundwork, although, um, we hadn't known each other for a very long time. It was a really it foundationally was from the 
from the inception, from meeting, it was built on a very safe, um, uh, grounded place. And so I started to, to run when I realized I, I was out of integrity, I started to run away. I thought I'm not going to face this and and I went in the other direction, like about to, you know, ghost out and this woman called me forward and we had a conversation and you're exactly right through having the conversation through having the safety and trust built into the front end of the relationship, the connection, even though the relationship has changed form, the connection is much deeper on the back end for me, not going even further out of integrity by being like, I'm not going to face you or this I'm running in the other direction with more regret. Like I want to honor this person for her ability to own her part, which was not something that I was used to experiencing when it came to this type of interaction. It was profoundly um, life-changing. And, and we did, we deepened into the, the friendship after the fact that it, she was not reactive. She was actually receptive and understanding and was like, hey, this isn't all on you, man. I have a part to play in this because I initially was like, this is all on me. I fucked up. I did. This is all my fault. And she's like, no, it's not. This is not all your fault. I played a part in this. You're not to blame or I'm as much to blame or whatever, or taking ownership. There was no blame period of anyone for anything. And like you said, on the backside of that, there was just like this deeper connection and there was no um, animosity or anger it was just work. Through. It was so clean. And that's, that's really important when they're at the end, just to be clean and concise and clear and in the present moment, and there's no fucking baggage or shit left or wreckage, you know, debris left awake of wreckage left behind, man. It was like, wow. Think I'm so glad you said what you said, man. Cause it reminded me that it was a very, you know, very challenging, very hard, you know, difficult thing to deal with. But it was also for this other person too. It wasn't just me involved in this. So I want to, I want to thank um, this woman for making it easy uh, for me in taking ownership and, you know, understanding that and not trying to dump it all on me. So it was really cool. And thank you for saying what you said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and he, you you told me the whole story. So like having that as a reference point was just a nice reminder. But it was also having me remember too. Like out of all the times where I've needed to make amends, the longer I've run away from actually having the conversation with the person, the longer I've gotten to suffer. And and this is this is kind of the work warriors. Like this is this is why Scott and I are always standing for you standing yeah. in the fire and learning to take care of your own emotions, your own internal state. Yeah. When we're in these situations, the move number one is I make sure my own cup is full, full mm -hmm. enough that I can also take a look at someone else's cup and be like, Hey, do you need some help? Do you need a little, Yeah. I'm riding my own ship so that I can go out 
into the ocean and help others right theirs. But if I'm unstable first, I'm going to flail around and maybe they'll drown with me. <laughs> yeah. And so part of this is, hey, we're building up the muscle, the skill set of, I'm going to get clear. I'm going to hold space for my own emotions. I feel the reaction coming. I'm going to let it move through me. I'm going to be with the discomfort of this experience until it passes. Um, and that's how you become that safe harbor for other people. That's how you have this conversation at the end of it. It's clean, clear, and beautiful. There's love that exists between mm. you and this other person because they're so beautifully fucking clear. Mm. But what Scott's saying here is also important, right? We do this because it creates a foundation for us. If my harbor is filled with debris and like other shipwreckage from relationships that I've blown up, it's yeah. real hard for me. <laughs> it's real hard for me to navigate that. I yeah. just have to deal with that for the rest of my life until I start taking steps to clean this up. So the more clean, even if the relationship ends at that point, if it ends in a clean, respectful way, it paints, it sets you up for a brighter future, right? Like you don't have to look over your shoulder, like wonder if like, if I launch this next enterprise, is this person going to come out of the woodwork and sabotage me? No, no, you left on good terms, right? And that's, yeah. you don't want to have to have that regret. Yep. I, I want to, I, I, uh, it's funny that you say like when you're venturing into some enterprise, looking behind you, just had a conversation uh, with this person and she's like i stand for your success and i know all uh, all you know i know other women who do too and i love the work that you're up to you know like that right there was like ah i don't have you know had i ghosted out and not owned my part and like ran in the other direction and like fucking been a snake about it I don't think that that may not have been the same response and I would have been looking over my shoulder or gotten sabotaged. So I, it, it, it's hugely beneficial to clean up your shit, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And, um, Rob, you know, as well as I do, man, the, the, the way forward is through and through the conflict, through the difficult, uncomfortable conversations and emotions, man. And, uh, yeah, when they started to come up, it's like, I'm running away. I'm not facing this fucking shit. And that isn't what, you know, a real man, you know, you want, quote, unquote, whatever, like, you, you fucking deal with your shit, man. You deal with what you created uh, and you be responsible and no matter how uncomfortable because you're not the only one involved. There's another human being. And when you were saying what you were saying about there's real love that exists, I noticed in my body, I started to, my, my, I started to well up with tears and my, my body was filled with warmth because that's exactly how I felt in, in the dis dissolving of the certain part of this friendship that couldn't continue. And there was love there. Absolutely. And that's important, man, because I can recall in the past when there was wreckage and debris and shit in the way and it, it didn't feel like that. It was fucking awful. And it took years and years and years to work through it and, and stuff that lingered and, and kept me in patterns of addiction and, you know, destructive behavior. This was like effortless almost when I faced it head on and didn't run from it. So it like my brain and my body is being rewired through the process. And I feel, I feel good. Like actually like, 
in this moment, yes, I was out of integrity, but immediately owning my shit, doing what needed to be done, facing the difficult uh, conversations, dealing with the emotions, continuing with the best practices. For those who are listening, the easier way through is to continue to stay in integrity with the person you currently are. And I was doing meditation. I was going to the gym. I was doing all all those things. So running from that would have only made things worse, I think. So the easier, what I'm saying to the warriors out there is the easier practice is facing what feels difficult in the moment. Facing what feels difficult in the moment, having, looking in the other person's eyes and owning that your behavior had and asking them, how did my behavior impact you? Because try it on, your behavior is impacting other people all around you all the time. And uh, like you said, man, like asking her, asking questions, like, you know, how are you doing? What's going on for you? Are you okay? Um, Yeah. What was your experience? Not leaving them hanging. So. Yeah. And, And this is, this is the line in the sand. I think warriors, like this is where you get to warrior up. You want to be that guy who laughs through the storm you learn to be in these situations. And the only way that you get better at this is forging through. You get your Mm -hmm. reps in right now. And this is the difference between being a little boy and being a man, right? This Mm -hmm. is the little boy will run away. Mm -hmm. The little boy will require that everything be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. People need to interact with me in this way. They need to believe these things. They need to do this, this, and this, and then I can feel better. And sometimes we need to do that for ourselves. It's true. Like, hey, it it makes sense to take care of yourself. But in these situations, what's required is the man. And the man is, hey, this is difficult for me. This feels so fucking uncomfortable. And I know I'm going to get through this. I know all the practices that I can put into play. I know the tools and skill sets that I've cultivated and that I am cultivating right now. This is important to me. I'm not going to run from people who have helped me in the past. I'm going to do the thing that I know is right. That's aligned with who I am. Like this is your chance to make your mark. And I got to say, Matt, like this, as Scott was saying, this applies to every relationship that you have. And being on the receiving end of this is like, this is like the most attractive thing that you could do in a relationship. I had a partner react like this when I was like, when we had like a pregnancy scare and it was like, Oh Mm. fuck, I fucked up. Like this was the wrong day for this. And she was just laughing the entire time. She thought it was hilarious. I was, I was shut the fuck down, man. I did not, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't even think clearly. Yeah. But her ability to like not go into blame, her ability to be solid in a time when I felt really shaky was like, oh shit, this person's like a life partner. And it really had me realize we really get someone's measure when the chips are down, when the stakes are high. It's like, this this is how we're defined. Um, And so this is your opportunity to leave your mark. This is where you warrior up. That's all I have to say about that, I think. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't have anything to add either, Rob. I think, you know, it was eloquently said. And yeah, I, well, I will say one thing. And it keeps coming through. Run 
towards the tip of the sword. It reminds me of the Gita when Arjuna and Krishna are on the battlefield and Arjuna does not want to go into battle to kill his family members and like you have to be the warrior you i running in the other direction does not bring honor it brings more shame so mm. dying to me what that represents is dying to the old version of me that is out of integrity by not being afraid to fucking take the sword right through the you know like a samurai like they just no problem man they will just run it right fucking through and I, I like that analogy. Like I like running towards the fire. I like the uncomfortable shit because it's alchemy to me and my experience. Like that's where the that's where the that's where the good shit is, man. Going through it. You gotta eventually you're gonna have to. So the sooner the better. Yeah, actually, that's reminding me of something. I think like World War II was when they first introduced machine guns. And the same kind of thing applies there as well. I think it was that your best chance of surviving was to run towards the gun because it couldn't like go down. It was firing so much and so quickly mm. that the gun was naturally pulling upwards. If you were running away, you were more likely to be mowed down. You get you get close. Same thing in, in like a gunfight. If you have a knife and you're within 20 feet, you have a higher... I think it's like you have a higher chance of surviving. Like the gun can't pivot quickly enough to keep up with you. It's when you run away that you're more likely to get shot and die. So I think I think that analogy holds. And that got really grim really quickly. So I'm going <laughs> to leave <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Put that yeah. away. There's, there's one other... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but... I guess I want to emphasize it feels like life and death, but it's not right. It's just, it's just the emotions and both Scott and I know that you have it within you to get through that. You're stronger yeah. than that. You've made it through worse. So I think this is, this is my vote of confidence. Get out and do the thing that you know you need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Do what Rob said. And I would like to thank the person, the woman, that I'm talking about for calling me forward, not allowing me to hide out, not allowing me to run away, helping me to take ownership and be responsible. And for her doing the same um, through something that seemed very like insurmountable in something I didn't think I could get past. Uh, I couldn't have done it alone. And I see the value of relationship, the value of the relationship that you and I have to having this space to, air this and the relationship that I have with this person, um, even though it's changed very dramatically, very rapidly, the amount of love that I feel in this moment is exponential um, for her being in my life, for you being in my life, for the warriors, like relationship as a path is not a fucking easy one. And this is the one that I chose. Uh, and I, I find it to be extremely valuable, man. So I'm staying in it. Yeah, that's why we're here for the whole messy, beautiful, chaotic, <laughs> perfect, imperfect, fuck up fest that it is. <laughs> yeah, man. Sloppy and delicious. Yeah, that's what it means to be human. So yeah. 
thanks for being here guys and ladies and anyone else that might happen to be listening animals if you have your pets animals. that are listening with you if you have a parakeet on your shoulder yeah shout out to any of the cats in the audience love you <laughs> i will be i'll be meeting you soon and uh love you for being here and we'll catch you next time peace